Welcome back, gamers, to another episode of the Duo Queue. First off, we want to wish you a happy new year and all the best in 2022. But our topic today is going to be a little darker than that. We want to talk about the dark side of video games. Extortion, money laundering, corruption, and even theft. Making money without any morals. We're not talking about innocent cheat codes like you might have used in The Sims or Grand Theft Auto, but we're talking about cheating in multiplayer games where it doesn't matter what an unfair advantage you have, as long as you win. And you're always winning if you're listening to the DOQ. It's great to be back uh, with you here, Famitsa, and um, let's talk about cheating. The history of cheating, uh, I want to start with that, because cheating is, is not new. Let's face it, gaming might be a new sport, if you want to look at it like that, but cheating is not new. If we look at other sports, like let's take uh, the Tour de France, for example, or like tennis or football, we've seen illegal substance abuse. We've seen motors inside of Tour de France bicycles. We've seen counting cards in poker, for example. We've seen different types of cheating with all the same results, getting one up on your opponent. That's always the thing, the result with cheating, isn't it? Absolutely. Maybe you've been playing some uh, Monopoly with your friends or family and one of you decided to secretly grab some money from the box. Well, that's cheating as well. And I think from an evolutionary standpoint, what, what is even cheating? Because let's say you're in a survival fight and you need to win or otherwise you, you lose the fight, like as a caveman or as a knight, then there is no cheating. Your instincts tell you to win. Regardless. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the results are because you need to survive. That's really interesting. If you look at it like that, people might be evolutionary designed to cheat. It might be in all of us. Not a to little. say to cheat, but to, to win without regards, yeah. To win. And cheating is one of the things that could help you win. So it makes sense if you put it like that. Only from an ethical and moral standpoint, it does not make sense anymore in, I would say, ah, 2022 by now. Those pesky modern morals. No, cheating is a very easy way to win, especially in online games nowadays. Which brings us to the question, like, why would you even cheat? Well, the most obvious is then you get to win, right? You right. get, you yeah, get yeah, to win true. the game. Um, but I dove a little deeper into that because, of course, I knew this question was going to come. Because why would you cheat? I even saw a tweet the other day uh, from an Apex Legends player. I don't know who it was, but he said, why would you cheat? You're going to get caught anyways. You're going to get banned. Your reputation is going to be over. You're, you're, you're just fooling yourself while fooling everybody else. And I get that, but there's so much more behind that. Like there's, there's a couple of factors. If we look at some research from um, a, a university in South Korea, they focus on competitive motivation, on aggression and self-esteem. And all those three factors contribute into why someone would cheat. So the first one is competitive motivation. If you look at competitive motivation, it is rewards, high score, rank, the honor of showing that you're better than someone else by saying, okay, I'm a diamond player and you're a bronze player, for example. Or I have this badge or this achievement in the game and you don't have that. That's a form of competitive motivation. Right, that makes sense. Like if you don't want to win, you don't cheat. Exactly. Like if you don't have that competitive motivation, you don't 
want to win. You don't need to cheat. You're just playing it for the fun, you would say. Um, that's one of the, the things that is important when you look at why people would cheat. So competitive motivation is one of the pillars that, that have influence on, on cheating. Another one is aggression, which I thought was kind of interesting. So when someone is irritated, someone is high stress, someone is uh, more aggressive than another person, the chances of him cheating, him or her cheating, are bigger than with a person who is not undergoing any stress. Right. Yeah, I think you make a great great point there. If I can um, link that back to the evolutionary standpoint I was making earlier, let's say you're in a sword fight with another person, two knights battling it out, and you, you know you're kind of stabbed in your left arm and you're on one knee and you're hurting bad. That's the point where you grab a fistful of sand and throw it in the other guy's face, right? When you're down bad, that's when you're gonna cheat. Yeah, that's true. When the pressure is on. When the pressure is on, that's a, that's a good point. And when you look at it like that, it makes a lot of sense. And that brings us to the third point. It's uh, self-esteem. And the higher your self-esteem, the lower the chances are you're going to cheat. That's what they also found in the, in the, in the study in uh, South Korea. And I think that that makes a lot of sense from a point where, let's say you look at looking at ranked and you're a low-level player and you're saying, well, I'm doing good. On my rank, I'm feeling good. I have a lot of self-esteem that I can manage in these lobbies, right? Yeah, like I'm doing my damage. Why are my teammates not stepping up? I'm I'm playing so well. I'm hard stuck here. Exactly. I deserve to be better. Exactly. Then you're like you feel like you are performing. You have the self-esteem. You have the confidence. Yeah. So why would you cheat if you already perform? If you don't have the self-esteem, I think the chances of you wanting to be better even a better version of yourself, make it more likely that you're going to cheat. Right. And that's also what they found in the study. And, and it makes sense to me. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that I would ever cheat. Um, I cheated in a video game once. You cheated in a video game once? Do you know how difficult it can be to find diamonds in Minecraft? <laughs> no, I do not. I didn't no, play I didn't. enough Minecraft for that, to be honest. No, it was ages ago. I was a little kid and... Never cheated since. <laughs> no. I guess if you count to GTA cheat codes, I would have said I would have to say I cheated in GTA. Oh, but... the old cheat codes that were built into the game, like those were fun. You could spawn a monster truck and spawn a jetpack. Exactly. There is a difference between those kind of cheats and and then let's say aimbot, for example, or bug exploit. I think that's interesting if you look at why we not only why would you cheat, but why would you build those cheats? Yeah, so there's actually a huge cheating uh, market and people sell uh, the cheats that they coded themselves. So let's take, for example, this Vice article from June 1st, 2021. Uh, they were reporting on a cheat making group known as Chicken Drumstick and they made an insane amount of money for cheats in PUBG Mobile. They made $70 million. So the way their system worked is they would charge between 10 and $15 for a monthly subscription. And then you'd get updates and new content for the cheats. On your cheat. cheats, the, the subscription on, your cheat, on the yeah. cheats. Okay, okay. Um, and making sure that the game uh, doesn't detect the cheat that you're currently using. So realize that for paying a little bit of money, you get better support than most online play, online games currently have. Uh, that's just on the side though. <laughs> holy 
but the amount of money you can make in a, in a month is incredible. That's more than enough to run a proper development team for this. That's probably so, what they're doing, right? Running entire development teams. If you talk about 70 million, I think yeah, just heard you say 70 million US correct. dollars for PUBG mobile cheating. That's an insane amount of money. And that also, uh, it, it immediately reminds me of the discussion uh, a lot of games had, uh, I think it's a, a couple of months ago, where they were like, should we charge people to play ranked, play our ranked system? Should we charge our players a set oh, yeah, amount of money a month? I think Counter-Strike started doing it when they said only if you buy the game, you can play ranked because Counter-Strike is free now uh, and you have to buy the game to play ranked, uh, competitive matchmaking. Um, that's a one-time payment though. Mm -hmm. These cheaters are paying 10 to $15 a month for the cheats alone. I would be inclined to say that paying for ranked wouldn't work then because <laughs> they would also pay for that. Money isn't necessarily a proper gate to keep the cheaters out because um, by the same method, you, you're also going to scare away new players who might be interested in the game and say, wow, I got to pay 10 or $15 a month. That's not worth it. Yeah. And I think you can see this trend because there are so many um, first-person shooters nowadays that are free. Like Counter-Strike is, well, not free for ranked, but free to download and play. And same with Apex and Valorant. Yeah. So I, I think the reason behind this is that the, the developers have figured out that it doesn't really matter if we charge money for the game or not. Like there are going to be cheaters here anyway. So what so, are they doing to prevent cheaters? Because we've heard, all heard about uh, Valve Anti-Cheat, for example. Sure, there are a lot of different anti-cheating programs. Every game has their own version of it. I remember when Valorant was coming out, there was a lot of talk about their anti-cheat because it has very in-depth access to your computer files. Um, a little bit in the same way, I think that Faceit works because they also run it on a separate program. Which would mean in theory, because they're more in-depth, they could detect more cheats. Is that how I should see it? I think that's the idea. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it's definitely better than other systems uh, in, say, Apex Legends, for example. But it's not 100% foolproof because, let's face it, how could it be? No, there, I, I don't expect it to be. I don't expect any game ever to have no cheaters because, as you just stated, there's a lot of money going in there into the cheating world, basically. So you're getting, like, a race... There, there is always going to be a race between developers making a game and making it cheat-proof, making it bug-proof, making it exploit-proof, and the cheating companies, to, name, to, to call them that, saying, okay, let's find another bug, let's find another exploit, let's find another entrance to make a cheat so we can have one up on them, basically. Yeah, I think the game for them isn't in... Uh, getting better at, at shooting or getting better at movement, but it's getting better at coding and finding new exploits. And um, an update to the anti-cheat for them is update to the content. That's just fun. Yeah. It's really interesting to look at it from their perspective. Yeah. So one big term that has been thrown around um, both for cheat and in anti-cheat has been machine learning or uh, artificial intelligence. So... There's a video floating around on YouTube about uh, a cheating program that uses machine learning. So what this program has done is analyzed hours and hours of YouTube and Twitch content um, and then learned how to play the game. So the way this 
program works is that it watches the content on your screen by capture card. Mm -hmm. The capture card goes to a cheating software and then the cheating software goes to your input. So the game itself um, can't actually detect a cheating program because it's on the capture card. And basically all it's doing is is it's mimicking, mimicking yeah it's mimicking the input. input that's ridiculous it's ridiculous that that is possible and i think the only way for that for them to detect that would be to look at statistics like you have to look at things like this player between like this this what seems to be a player is 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 hitting 100% of his targets is never moving the wrong way is always moving the right way there has to be like a, a line where you can say, okay, there's so little mistakes in this gameplay. It's probably a robot. It's probably a computer. Yeah. But that would be so hard to detect. I think something like this was opted for an alternative to Kapska. You know, the, the Google mm -hmm. yeah. uh, little puzzles that you yeah, have to do yeah. to gain access to a website. I always have to do those things three times or something. <laughs> I always think I'm not exactly. rolling, but okay. So they're super annoying. So yeah. a bunch of smart people discovered, hey, um, maybe we don't need to use Kapska. Maybe we can do something else where we um, analyze how a person interacts with the website, say by mouse inputs or just how do they, how fast they scroll as an indicator of how fast they read, for example, where do they click? Um, and this can be indicators of human or bot activity because a bot isn't going to scroll or select things or uh, slowly drag their mouse. It's just going to instantly click on somewhere. Oh, yeah. So um, you think in theory, the same could be used for a game uh, to detect what is human movement and what is uh, machine movement. Yeah, for sure. So an interesting addition to that is that Faceit actually also used machine learning for part of their anti-cheat, but it's mostly now just to read out harmful comments in order to detect uh, speech. It would probably be really difficult to make something like that like work for an entire game, you know? Oh, for sure. Sounds like a brilliant idea, though. I think in the future, we'll definitely see machine learning cheats as well as anti-cheats. And it's going to be really interesting to watch this fight. For sure, for sure. I want to talk about one more thing, though. And that is real-life consequences to online game cheats. Because we, we said in the beginning, cheating has been around for a long time and it's probably an evolutionary standpoint. But there's one major difference between cheating in sports as in let's say olympic sports right now and esports because on those two there's okay on those two there's not much difference because in esports you you can't create a new account because everybody knows who you are but let's say normal gaming and like professional sports because in professional sports people who get caught cheating get banned probably for life and are not able to revisit it, you know? And casual gamers create a new account, go again, can cheat again, create a new account, go again, can cheat again. Um, so should there be, in your opinion, a real-life consequence to cheating? Should companies or game developers or whoever, maybe a, a new sort of department of, of justice, uh, go after these cheaters? Or do you think that's so, a step too far? I think essentially what you're asking is, should cheating be illegal by law? I guess so, because currently they, the only way to 
prosecute is to call on intellectual property and say that you're violating the intellectual property by taking the game and changing it. But that's that's so hard to do and, and that's not going to fly and you're only going to be able to target the producers of cheats, to call them that, the distributors. Right. I think it would be incredibly difficult to find um, and prosecute every single cheater in the world. Although in, in China, they've been making some real steps with uh, even jail time for some cheating manufacturers and programmers. I mean, it doesn't have, for me, it doesn't have to go as far as jail time for little semi 14 years old playing <laughs> aimbots on Counter-Strike Global Offensive, for example. But I mean, let's say if you're playing a 16 plus game and you're willingly downloading cheats and you're using them in matches while you, you I mean, you know, you're ruining it for other people. You're literally ruining it for other people. You're going against terms of service. You're going against all the rules you agreed on by installing the game. Mm. And there's no consequence, basically. You can just do it over and over and over and over again. And I feel like with the gaming world expanding so rapidly, there should maybe be... Some sort of consequence? Some sort of consequence in the real world. There should maybe be a fine or something, you know? some Something tangible. Yeah, if you made the comparison to actual uh, physical sports. Yeah. Um, and the advantage... There, the pro players, <laughs> pro players, pro well, athletes, pro athletes, exactly. <laughs> that pro athletes have is that there's an organization for the Olympics and other tournaments that uh, can hold them accountable. Yeah. But for millions and millions of gamers online, that's not that's not really feasible. That's not doable. The only thing I can think about, and that would be really drastic, is to, and not at all privacy, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, is to give everyone one account and link their literally link their passport or ID card to it. And when you're getting a suspension, you're getting a suspension on your card, on your ID card or in your passport. And when you're like aimbotting five times in a row, bro, you're getting banned and you're not going to be able to play this game again. Right. Yeah. So some, uh, I think banking platforms have to have a know your customer system in place yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's definitely doable. The only problem with this is the uh, customer service quality from a bank is definitely worse <laughs> than from a uh, game studio. If you've ever tried to get a refund or had trouble that your account was hacked or yeah. uh, information was verified, it, it's nearly impossible to regain access to your account sometimes. And if you're going to put that much at stake yeah. and linking your all your personal information, then there should be a lot more accountability from the companies which would mean a lot more money a lot more resources and a lot more that big companies don't want to do don't want to and probably even can't do no i think the sad part is that in the long run cheaters are mostly just ruining the game for themselves because the more cheaters there are in a game the less fun it becomes for the casual players so in, in some places there are hack v hack uh, communities where hackers can play against each other uh, in counter-strike this is actually a pretty big scene and um, something that pops up in my mind is chubi uh, 2 t which is an anarchy server in Minecraft where there are no rules. That's it. Like, you can do whatever you want. You can cheat, you can hack other people, you can hack the server, try if you want to. And it's a very interesting part of the game. But it's very clear that uh, once you join that server, 
you're in a danger zone and you accept uh, the way that it's played. Yeah. But if you're trying to play a normal game without cheaters, then it becomes an unfair playing ground. It's a really interesting topic, and we could talk about this for a long time, I think. I think we could, yeah. There's so much we haven't talked about in this episode about cheating, and there's so much more I want to talk about, but I also want to keep it to the point and not too long. Right, I definitely feel like this is an episode that we might be able to uh, expand on in the future. Yeah, for sure. I like that. If you would like to have another episode on cheating and maybe visit some actual cheating forums, see what's available in the market, get our accounts banned just for you for this, <laughs> for this episode, let us know in the comments. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. I, we really appreciate it. I want to ask you to follow us on Twitter um, before we head out. Uh, do a Q cast. Q is just a letter Q I will put in the description down below. We will see you guys next time, next week. See you next episode. Bye-bye.